Are you ever faced with a decision and confused by your options? Become empowered with the knowledge to make informed choices, expand your awareness, and go beyond the mainstream. Infuse your life with spirituality and surround yourself with a community of like-minded people. Welcome to Empowered Today. Hello and welcome to Empowered Today. I'm Jen. And I'm Kaleem, and we're here to help you take a proactive approach to becoming empowered. And if you enjoy our podcast, be sure to visit EmpowerToday.net and subscribe. Today's discussion is about dis-ease. You ever look at that word and wonder, hmm, I wonder if that was a mistake. Dis-ease, and it's what happens when we start down a path of having issues And maybe those issues didn't start with a virus or a bacteria. Maybe they're about our body not being at ease. Kaleem, I found this interesting article that was written about a study being done at the University of Michigan Medical Center. They were talking about how they've been studying that the majority of illness these days doesn't have anything to do with bacteria or viruses or fungus. It has to do with chronic conditions of the body. It's basically the body having a problem, and they don't know why. And they're noticing there is likely a mind-body connection to what's happening there. So things like chronic inflammation or autoimmune disorders, they don't know what triggers them. Just suddenly your body isn't working well. It's not at ease. So we started thinking about this topic and wanted to share with our listeners some of the things that we know about what happens in the body and how mind-body connection, we've heard it before, it's so critical when it comes to keeping wellness, emotional, mental, and physical. So I think about just the simplicity of stress in our lives, right? And stress itself triggers off a mechanism of our blood pressure, our adrenals, and how our body wants to deal with it. Chemicals such as uh, uh, epinephrine, norepinephrine, how do we bring it down, dopamine, serotonin, etc. And when you look at our wellness, how we live our life, what we think, how we feel, our body has to react to it, right? Because that's what we're living in. That's what we use every day. And our body is meant to keep us safe and well and healthy. When it feels like there's a threat someplace, it does exactly what it's supposed to do, which is say, I better take care of you. And it starts secreting all of these various chemicals and hormones because something in our life has made us feel uneasy or at dis-ease, right? And that can be anything that goes on in our life, and our body can react in whatever way it wants to. And you know, the interesting thing is it doesn't have to be in our physical environment. It can be something that we see on TV. Our brain does not know the difference between a fictional depiction of violence or catastrophe and a physical one. It reacts with the same reaction, chemical, biophysical, physiological, You start to get a heart race. You start to get sweaty palms. You start to feel like you're in a fight or flight, even if you're just watching something on TV. So it's amazing that our bodies have that capacity 
but we need to be aware of it. So I'm known through my social community as uh, what I call the singing in the rain sort of person, right? Now, for all of you, if you don't know what singing in the rain is, um, it was a movie that was wonderful. It's very old. I don't remember how old, but somewhere in the 60s or thereabouts. And, and it's just a happy musical. They're doing fun things. Now, I can watch movies that are just happy and have a good storyline and have lots of love and a good ending. I don't do well if somebody says we're going to watch something that's going to be scary, you know, and I often will say that just doesn't feel good to my spirit. Well, next to that, if we watch it before bed, I'm done because the night isn't good. So our kids are like that too. We have to be really aware of what's going into their uh, their life and their mindsets by the things that they watch, things they listen to. And of course, we have things such as video games, right? And things on the phones. I mean, they have an access to a lot of screens. And we talked in earlier podcasts about being really careful about screen time with kids. So when we look at how we react to things that come to us, it's okay to go, wow, I got really scared. Maybe that is something that feels like, wow, I got an adrenaline rush. That's really cool. And what I say to you is, go ahead and become a midwife. There's a lot of adrenaline rush in midwifery. And the reason being is, is that you can be sound asleep and then the phone rings in the middle of the night and someone says, I'm in labor and I need you to come and you have to bounce out of bed, get dressed and run over, right? So there's a lot of adrenaline, which is why I talk to midwives about being able to understand how to bring their nervous system back down out of stress and create sustainability for them. Because any of us, when we stress our lives so much to that point, and it can be just in daily work and whatever we're doing, our body says after a while, you know, that was fun a few times, but I can't keep this up. Yeah, all you have to do is drive on the freeway in some places. <laughs> You're going to get that adrenaline rush for sure. But it's true. If we do that for once or twice, maybe a day or, or two, we'll recover. But our society in particular in the U.S. today is so chronically stressed that you have to wonder how many of these conditions that are so prevalent today have to do with our abuse of our body and those systems that have never been able to unplug. You know, they have so many uh, new apps now on the phone. I hate to connect it to the phone, but to help you try to meditate or calm your breathing or become relaxed. And it's just out of necessity. I mean, we rarely take a moment these days, unless you have a mindful practice of meditation, you will likely not have a chance to take a deep breath until you've got your kids to bed, the house cleaned, and you're getting ready for the next day's onslaught. And, and you're not going to be able to get your mind and body to a place of peace before bed. They say that we need rest, repair, so that we can create. And as, as we've talked about in lots of podcasts about this creating and this imagination, that becomes challenged when we have dis-ease, 
when our body is not working the way that it needs to. It gets difficult to feel like we can concentrate on things other than what's going on with that. And I think that takes away our life. So we do have to be aware of the ability to rest, repair, because our body repairs while we're sleeping, right? It actually repairs all the time, just FYI. Our body goes through reproducing new cells all the time. Some in our bodies reproduce every day, some over the course of a few months, some over the course of a couple of years. And that's where I want people to understand your body is capable of regenerating, of repairing, but you have to cease the activities or the ways that life was that got it into a diseased state in the first place. Yeah, and I have a personal experience with just that type of issue that came up for me in my mid-20s. And it's it was a surprise to me then, it's not now, that I was going through a very rough time at work. I was feeling a lot of pressure, and I knew that there were expectations of me that I did not feel were part of my role. Now, I didn't have a voice, and the particular company where I was working did not have a, a vehicle by which you could express that kind of not feeling comfortable in your, your role. But I knew that each day as I came in, there would be a pile of notes from people who had worked the shift before criticizing something that I didn't have any control over. It was a bit of a customer service role, but it was an internal one for the people who worked within the company. And I had this job for about three months. And during this three-month time, I was developing chronic headaches and stomach aches, and I couldn't figure out why. And yet, at the same time, I knew that there was something that needed to be done, and I went to the doctor. And the doctor said, oh, it looks like it's added uh, reflux or, or acid production. Just take some Tums. You'll be fine. So I went ahead and followed advice. And for about a month, every time I felt that pain in my stomach, I would take the Tums. About a month later, I decided that, that since that was not causing any change in the condition, I would go back. And they did a, a, a blood test and found that there was some added production uh, of, of some kind of chemical in my blood. And they would give me a medication that they thought would restore balance to my Laura. So I went ahead and took this medication. Well, there were side effects to the medication. But since I had faith that the doctors were doing what was best, I went ahead and took the medication. I was getting very sleepy at work, and I wasn't having a really good time of sleeping at home. It was messing with my cycles. But even after all of that, I was still having the pain in my stomach. Well, I went to work one particular day, and I know it was a Friday. I remember it very vividly. And I walked into this unbelievable hailstorm of, of issues, again, feeling very out of control, feeling very bitter about what I was trying to deal with, and feeling like I was not being heard. And I literally thought to myself, there's only one way out of this. I'm going to have to go 
and be hospitalized so I don't have to go to work tomorrow. So now let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor. Courses.naturalchildbirth101.com is your premium education video online series for pregnancy, childbirth, breastfeeding, and parenting. Natural Childbirth 101 will be your guide on your journey to welcoming your baby with joy and celebration. Learn the proven ways that thousands have used to take ownership for their journey and to create the most amazing memories you and your baby will share for a lifetime. Go to courses.naturalchildbirth101 to subscribe to your Bundle of Joy subscription today. And I honestly put my name badge in a box that night and carried it back to the car. And that night I had a gallbladder attack that was so bad that it landed me in the hospital. True enough, what I said to myself came to be. And I realized only many years later that that gall that I was feeling was that feeling stuck in this job where I was not being heard and that I was being required to understand and deal with things that were well beyond my ability. And it was my body, my mind-body connection answering what my head was telling me. There was only one way out of that situation, and that was if I ended up in the hospital. Our thoughts are so powerful, and our body and mind are completely connected. And if you're not watching yourself, you can end up on a hamster wheel that's going to land your body in a big problem. And the problem is really for us, right? As, as well human beings, we're not going to be well and we're going to need to deal with the issue. Whether it ends up being an issue, we can dial back and deal with the emotions of it and the mental issues, or whether it's going to end up being a physical ailment that manifests from just not being heard. Our bodies won't be denied. And if we are in that situation long enough, we're going to end up with problem. I know I had some uh, knee discomfort. Hadn't fallen, nothing going on. My knees was just constantly being, you know, upset. Well, I kind of just ignored it, right? Isn't that what we do? We just keep going and we keep doing what we need to do. And then one day I finally said, okay, all right, knee, you obviously have my attention. What do you want me to know? And that's where we have to be able to learn to listen. And I know not everybody understands how to listen to that. The more we tune in to our body, the more we tune in and are willing to listen to what those innate uh, messages are, the more we can gain that. And I said, you have my attention. What do you want me to know? And it's like, you're not feeling supported. Okay, so then I had at least something I could look at my life and say, either I continue to have the pain and I continue to let it go wherever it needs to go, or I deal with the the core, the root cause, which is what you're talking about. It's like you needed to deal with the root cause to avoid having the dis-ease continue to go forward, right? Right. And I know that there was a time that... um, I didn't know this is how I felt, but then I very quickly came to understand it. 
was I left a birth. I was carrying one of the birth tubs with someone, with my assistant, and she went into the parking lot where we were going to put the car, the uh, birth tub in the car. And what she didn't do was she didn't tell me that we were walking past one of the the cement par- parking uh, stops. I didn't know it was there. So when I went to go step, because I couldn't see it because I was carrying something, I tripped over it. And I fell and I injured myself. And I was, number one, I was mad at myself for doing it. Secondly, it was like, why did this happen? And it was swollen. I had to have x-rays. And all I could think of was, how did I let this happen? What was going on in my mind that allowed myself to get hurt that I didn't watch over myself? And it came back to, you're not feeling supported. Okay, I'm getting the message here. I'm sorry you had to tell it to me again. What do I need to do in my life in order to feel supported in what I was doing in my work? And I had to say, oh, it's this, this, and this. I'm going to take care of that so that we don't have to have this conversation again. In my family in particular, we have this adage about uh, getting tapped on the shoulder is the first discussion or the first communication from the universe. Well, then it is a shove. Then it's a two by four. And then finally it's the Mack truck (laughs) and it will progress. It will get louder. That communication from the universe, from your body, from your mind, it will get louder and you're going to be forced to deal with it in one way or another. I think we often don't pay attention the first time or even the second time, but certainly If you're interested in keeping your wellness uh, a priority, you're going to be at least willing to hear it as soon as possible to avoid disease. But we know that our bodies are not designed to carry the weight of stress and overuse and overwork very long. Um, But have you seen areas of your practice where if people are kind of putting it off and putting it off and not listening, how it ends up affecting them? Yeah. I go from the midwifery, and I think midwifery is, we are doing one of the most wonderful jobs. We're encouraging people in their pregnancies and helping them to own and honor who they are and be able to go forth into birth with power and courage. And in the process of this, as midwives, their lifestyle I've, I've gotten a chance to look from the outside now that the lifestyle of some midwives, because they don't listen to the ability to rest, repair, and allow themselves to create because they, they get used to living in this overload, this overrun mode all the time, which corporate executives and even parents can get into that same overload. And what I saw start to happen were things such as cancer and their lives were taken, more cancer, um, autoimmune issues. And we began to see this start to excel. And maybe some people could say, well, that was just the luck of the draw for their life. But I don't believe that. I really do believe because I know the profession 
and I can see it. And now especially, I can see it from an outside source where I'm looking at the community from a, a, a more up, up on top, the bigger, uh, the bigger picture. I can see this. And that's why I want in other, other uh, podcast opportunities to help midwives to understand how to be sustainable so that they're helped. But away from midwifery, parents and people, whatever their circumstances are, we have to pay attention. And paying attention to what your body is saying, but also pay attention to those perhaps thoughts that are in your mind, such as you mentioned, the only way I'm going to get out of this is to do this. Sometimes you may be in a relationship, you may be in a job, you may be in a circumstance somewhere, and what you do is your mind starts looking for some way to get out of it. And sometimes the way to get out of it is to create something that either causes you to be in the hospital, causes you to have significant problems, or worse sometimes. Or medication. Oh. You know, we have such a proliferate uh, time of uh, anxiety and depression now. I, I've never understood myself. I've never been on the end of, of that kind of a feeling of helplessness. Um, but I know that there is a so many people right now that are taking something, medication, just to live life. And you have to wonder how much of that is the body trying to communicate with them. You need to stop. You need to change. You need to balance. You need to take time. And they just don't listen until it causes them so much pain that they have to numb it through some kind of support medication of some kind. So the depression and the anxiety type thing, especially the depression, when when you start going down that road because of whatever's going on, serotonin and your other happy hormones with dopamine and everything, they begin, they, they're happy to serve you. They're happy to serve you well. But if you continue to challenge them, even they can't keep up with the amount of what you're expecting from them, which means that your life is now going down a path of negative thought process, which means either the mind has to be shifted to have a different attitude and a different perspective on the life you're living, or you have to change the way you're living. One of the two, right? Because medication is a Band-Aid for a relationship that's not working. It's really just a Band-Aid that says, look at the situation, get the support that you need, clear up the problem and you won't need you won't need the Prozac anymore, mm -hmm. okay, or the Zoloft or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really looking at going a step further back and saying, whatever this is, what's causing it? Now, I have said to some uh, families who have been down that road, especially the depression road, I've said, if you need to take medication until you can begin to get that mindset changed, then take it but expect it to be a Band-Aid like on a cut. Don't expect it to solve the problem because it won't. And for me, I've kind of seen the body 
it'll respond to something for a while. And then it says, you still didn't listen. I'm going to go out and around you. And that's why I see even on the TV, well, your antidepressant, here's another one you can take that might help that one. Right. Right. And we're not solving the problem. Right. We need to solve what the original root cause is. It's like if you have a diseased tree, you don't keep trying to just keep picking the fruit. You say, what's going on with the tree? And you give it what it needs to solve the problem. And so many of our kids these days, little ones now, are having these symptoms. And it's a mind-blowing situation that we're seeing it you know, show up younger and younger and younger. If we had the capability of helping them to understand the mind-body connection and training them early on to be in tune with their body, to hear those messages sooner, and to address their stress or their dis-ease. Can you imagine how much different it would be for the next generation coming up? Very much so. We know that in utero, and I want you to know there's no guilt on anything with parenting in these. This is awareness, okay? We know that when a new baby is forming in the tummy, there's, there's moments in time as they go through that where those chemicals wash over them that help teach their body how to handle stress. And so if the growing parent is having difficulty, then it can't help the child as well. So we already have that as a challenge. And as I said, there's no... There's no blame. There's no guilt on that. It's an awareness that that step needs to happen for the the parent that's growing the baby. When we go into children, I come back to what are our children exposed to? And sometimes as a parent, it seems the easiest and most convenient. And if our children are already geared into their screen time, it's hard to pull it away. They get mad. They get upset because their brainwave patterns are looking for it. But if we pull those things away and we go back to let's cook together, read stories, let's do crafts, let's have games that they can play with other children that are board games, let's go out into nature, let's go for walks, let's get away from those. Because so many of the TV programs, the games that they play, especially as they get older, a lot of those if we're not mindful about the ones they're using, there can be wonderful ones that help build them. But if we're not careful about what they're using and they're putting into their minds, many of these can, you know, many of them that are war games, let's say, when these children are very young, how can you grow at seven or eight years old playing a war game and not live as if you are living war? That stimulates our adrenals. It changes how our chemistry goes. It changes how our brain functions and how we see life. Just like we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, that our brains don't know the difference between reality and imagination. And we are going to reap the same benefits or or, or, uh, have the same problems as a result. And we're like that as adults too. Because as adults are delving into that realm, That's the world they're living in. Mm -hmm. So let's come out of that world. Let's be empowered people by being in the real world, the conscious world, 
and imagine and create what we want to bring to the world that's going to give us life. Be aware of our mind-body connection, keeping our mind focused on what will benefit us, what will help us grow and expand. And if we know that there's something going on, when we hear the first or the second whisper from our bodies, be aware, take action, be focused on what you need to bring yourself back into balance. Well, I've had an exceptional time today talking about the mind-body and how dis-ease can start, but what we can do to be mindful of some of those situations and to make some changes. We hope that you've taken away some powerful opportunities to make change in your lives. Well, in our next podcast, we're going to connect the dots a little more for you. The hamster wheel of disease gives you an introductory look into how things might be connected between your mind, body, and spirit. But we're going to talk next time about nutrition and how you can do the best for your body to avoid some of the pitfalls we've discussed today. Well, we've come to the close of another podcast that I hope everyone has enjoyed and will be able to embrace. And we want to celebrate you, all of you, for making the decision to be with us today. And until next time, live your empowered life. Thank you for listening to Empowered Today. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, Natural Childbirth 101. We are looking forward to you joining us for our next episode.